With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. to the 503rd episode of Travel Witch Radio. I'm your host, Dan Schlossberg, along with co-host Mary Ellen Nugent-Lee, and we are in the 12th season of Travel Witch Radio, the show that lets you enjoy the pleasures of travel from the comfort of your armchair. Every week at this time, we talk to people representing destinations, hotels, airlines, railroads, car rental companies, and others in the world of travel and hospitality from authors and bloggers to broadcasters and publicists. If it's got anything to do with travel, it's got everything to do with Travelich Radio. And tonight we proudly present Flash Phelps, known to many of you as the morning man on Sirius XM Satellite Radio 60's Gold. Welcome back, Flash, to Travelich Radio. Oh, my gosh, Dan. Oh, man, this is actually a lot of fun to be back with you again. Mary Ellen, how are you doing? I'm doing well. It's been a while. I'm glad to be back so we can talk about travel. I just got back from a big trip, so we'll, we'll talk about that one. Oh, that'll be good. Well, this is a travel show. As you mentioned, and you are the most well-traveled person I know. Is it true you visited all 50 states twice? And how did you find well, the time, Flash? Yeah, yeah, it's actually been more than twice. It's now four times. So the least wow. uh, state I've been in, yeah, the state I've been in the least is Alaska. And that's only been four times. Uh, Hawaii is uh, second least amount at eight. And so I'm about to go back to Alaska. So the answer will be I'll have been in all 55 times by the next couple months here. So that will actually change. But uh, I just uh, constantly keep on going. North Dakota at about maybe 15 times because I used to live out in Montana. But, uh, yeah, all 50, I just uh, find the time whenever I can, which means – I can all, I can do it anywhere now because I can broadcast from anywhere. So I, I'm not stuck. I'm not in D.C. anymore. I just do my show from the house. I do it from the road. I, wherever I can do the show, I broadcast from the country wherever it is. So that that helps me getting around the country. Aren't two of our states, Florida and Massachusetts, named after you? They are that in uh, Minnesota and also Wyoming. So there's a number of them that I always change the name over just because, and I even made sure it got into the jingle when we originally were doing a, a jingle for the show. I said to make sure you say Flash Massachusetts in Florida as uh, P-H-L-R-I-D-A, because Flash Phelps is P-H-L-S-A-P-H-L-P-H-N-Y-P-H-R-M. That's Flash Phelps 20 Farm, all with P-H's. So that's how that is. That's how you throw, throw all the P-H's in there. <laughs> Didn't Flashylvania put up a billboard honoring your 50 and 50? <laughs> And they did. Lamar did it. And they did that for uh, actually four different ones. They did a digital one, and it went to Kansas City as well because they heard that I had had that, and so they contacted them. But it used to stay up on I-81 all the time. So they did a happy birthday one. Then they did a Valentine's Day one. 
they did a start to the All 50 at 50, and then they did one congratulating me for doing All 50 at 50. So it was a lot of fun to always see that. If anybody's probably driving on I-81 in Scranton, Pennsylvania, got a chance to see that. So that was a really cool thing, especially it didn't cost me anything. I said, why are you doing it? They said, because we love listening to the show. We just want to do it. We don't have any, like, that's not a paid-for-for billboard right now. If somebody pays, we got to take you down. <laughs> Aw. Well, you're a Maryland guy, born and bred, right? So you must yeah, be thrilled. Yeah, originally from here, and I moved back after being around the country, and next thing you know, I was back here. You must have been thrilled when a horse named Flash Phelps won the Maryland Million Turf at Pimlico. Oh. Yeah, and the uh, very cool thing that uh, happened with that, I said on the air one day, I said, well, it would be really cool to have a racehorse that had my name, and I got a message from Dave Rodman at the track, and he said, do you really want one with your name? I said, wow, can you do it? He said, I know all the horse breeders. So he knew uh, Carol Kay out in mid-Maryland, and next thing you know, she said, oh, let's go ahead and try to name this yearling Flash Phelps, and then he ended up becoming that turf racehorse of the year. So now, you know what he does now? He's a jumping horse is what they got him into now. So he jumps. That's what he does. Oh, how cool. Yeah. We're talking tonight with 60s gold DJ Flash Phelps of Sirius XM Radio. Let's talk radio, Flash. We hear that a DJ named Motormouth Young was one of your inspirations. But how about people like Johnny Walker in Baltimore, Rick Dees with his humor and sound effects, and, of course, my nighttime favorite on WABC, Cousin Brucey. Oh, man, they are just some of the uh, fabulous ones. Back in 1985, the uh, first time I heard Terry Motormouth Young, he was rolling a rocket down, smoking a joke, and he was on fire. You know, he would uh, do everything <laughs> so fast. I, I, was, I didn't know what he was saying, so I went up, and I, it was the first time I heard him was 81. And then I went back, and once I started recording, I had a boombox. So I sat on the New Jersey Turnpike just recording him when he was on the air in Philly. So uh, and then next thing you know, we were starting Sally Radio, and we were able to hire him. And they didn't want to hire him off the tape he sent. We, they hired him off the tape that I did that recording him in 1985. That's what they wanted. And he said, oh, I didn't know anybody wanted me to do that anymore. It's like, yeah, that's what we want you to do. So, uh, so my tape from 85 got him hired in 2001. It was how it happened. And, uh, and, yeah, with some of the others, too, Johnny Walker, I grew up as a kid hearing Johnny Walker. Oh, my gosh, he would play his trumpet. It was so much fun. So that was a big inspiration earlier. And, uh, Rick Dees, especially once I got to hear him on the air and doing his weekly top 40 and then finally going out to hear him in Kiss FM in L.A., I was there like, oh, man, I want to do a show sort of like that. that. So I took a whole bunch of people and combined them together. And, again, what an honor to work for with uh, Cousin Brucey for many, many years while he was here at 60s. As a kid, did you listen to Casey Kasem's American Top 40, and did it convince you to become a radio DJ? Yeah, that was the uh, first person I really uh, was into, because in school, they always said to me, they're like, oh, you know this song, you know this song, and all of a sudden I didn't know him. So my dad would take me up to the library, and we would get Billboard magazine, and then I knew that this was the countdown, that American Top 40 would count down. So I would have it before you'd hear the countdown playback that Casey had done and then I thought I wanted to be a musicologist type of DJ and then it really changed by the time I got into radio but I finally got a chance to meet Casey back in 2005 in Detroit so I did an interview and I have a video of me doing if you ever want to just watch uh, Casey and I look up Casey Kasem Flash Phelps you'll see not only a photo of us together but you'll see a video of me interviewing him which was very cool. 
Oh, very cool. So yeah. where and when did you start your own career, and how did you come to SiriusXM? Oh, man. Well, it all started when I was interning when I was a junior in high school, and there was a contest on the radio. And the contest was name all these songs. There were 14 songs in about 10 seconds, all edited together. And I ended up figuring it out, and I called, and I said, I have all the answers, and the program director was actually <laughs> on the air. And he said, um, how old are you? I said, 17. He said, you got to be 18 to win. I said, when do you say that? They said, oh, we run a disclaimer on the overnight. Oh, man, let me give you all the answers. Tell me if I'm right or wrong. And the next thing you know, I gave him all the answers. He said, if you were 18, you'd be going to Rio de Janeiro. And oh. so I didn't get the Rio trip. But next week they had one to Honolulu, Hawaii. So I figured out all the answers immediately. I called my sister from a pay phone at the high school, woke her up. She listened to the next time they did it. She read down all the answers, and they thought there was a leak. So the program director called my sister and said, how do you get it? Who gave it to you? And said, oh, my brother wants to be in radio really bad, and he knows all these songs immediately. And he figured it out, and he gave me all the answers after he heard it this morning. And then they, uh, I called to make fun of that program director, and he said, come to the radio station. I went, and he dropped needles on records, and he said, right now, you could win the rest of our trips, or you could come work for us. And I decided to come to come work for him. I did get that trip to Hawaii. My sister won, and we went out to Hawaii there in 1984 and uh, took my brother-in-law along, so the three of us went out there, and that was the start of my radio career was interning for nine months. I got my first job in Jacksonville, North Carolina, and went all around the country until finally um, the craziness was on video, and it was from 1990, the year's 2000, and I'm out in Washington State, and this uh, guy putting on Sally Radio saw the video, and they said, oh, wow. And he wrote, wrote me an email, and he said, you're our kind of nut. And uh, <laughs> I was hired right after that with the first email, you're our kind of nut. And so I came in a little over a year before Sally Radio even went on the air and been here now almost 23 years. Amazing. Now, is it yeah. true when you're traveling, you tape other DJs when you're going in other markets? I I do you do it just for fun, or do you think it will improve your own on-air performance? Um, I, in the very beginning, it was a lot of learning from a lot of the different ones. So I did that between 1984 and all the way up to 2000. By the time I got to Sally Radio, a lot of the radio stations, you would go market to market, and they would sound the same. And they were right. using sometimes the same people. So it wasn't as exciting inside of a market where two radio stations were competing, and now you had people in the same building. So it's like it's not much of a funny competition when the competitor on the other radio station is in the same building. So all of a sudden, that's, I was glad to come into Sally Radio at that point and to be able to do something different. And But uh, I learned a lot from a lot of the people I listened to, and that is how I came about. But I used to love taping them, and that's how I learned a lot about every local market because I would always mm. make sure I went. And at one point, the biggest market in the entire United States I had never been in was Watertown, New York. And if you have, you know no. the size of Watertown, New York, that was at one point the biggest I had never been in. That's how I've been in every one of these major cities and minor cities as well. <laughs> We're talking tonight with Sirius XM 60s gold DJ Flash Phelps. And you mentioned Watertown Flash. That's where I had my Army Reserve summer camp, Fort Drum. Terrible place. Oh, <laughs> oh very cool. <laughs> you see? Yeah, you, you've done a lot too. I know your story. You're always out there. 
I am. I am. Speaking of DJs, have you been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland and listened to the air checks of DJs in different cities? Yeah. Hey, by the way, that uh, tape that I was telling you about from 1985, the one that I taped of Terry Motormouth Young was the one that was sent to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So if you hear that clip, that's my uh-huh. recording from the New Jersey Turnpike when you hear him. So uh, that yeah, I've, I've heard, so I know that one. I think most of them I probably heard. I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame once to hang out with Cousin Brucey. He broadcasted from there, and I was up in the Alan Freed studio as well. So that was uh, always good times when you go to Cleveland. Can you imitate other DJs, and do you enjoy doing that? Oh, wow. Well, the first one that I always wanted to imitate, and I did it on stage, was George Carlin doing wonderful wino radio, which was <laughs> W-W-W-I-I-I-I-N-N-O. Wonderful wino radio. We have sex, sex, wax, wax. We have pick a look at once, watch, only put the goodies, no victories. We've got the top agenda in the world of wonderful wino, wonderful wino. 1750 euros out. Please call scan. So when I, done that, I got a chance to meet George Carlin, I did that for him, and I said, you inspired me. And he said, thank you. Thank you very much, Flash. So that was an honor just to be able to do that for George Carlin. Um, hey, everybody, it's Rick Dees. Mm, Rick, you are great. Welcome back, buddy. So uh, some of them were always fun to do. And hi, everybody, it's Casey Kasem. And I would always do it as flashy flashem. So when I met uh, Casey, <laughs> one of the fun things we did is I did a whole countdown that was flashy flashem. Let's go ahead and count the jobs and let's find out how many he got fired from right here on Sirius XM. <laughs> so when I did that, for uh, Casey, then they had a Casey off, which everybody was doing their Casey impressions, but to do it in front of them was so much fun. That was great. So there's some of my fun ones to do. Oh, yeah. Well, you obviously love trivia and geography, Flash, and yeah. we love your City of the Day segment in which you drop hints for listeners to guess. How did oh, that yeah. come about? Originally, we were doing a show that was called CQ USA, and those that were shortwave know about CQ, as we call you, to see where you are. And then after they said, oh, let's not do it anymore, the boss was really not into the way I did that show. So in 2007, they dropped it, and we didn't have anything. And listeners started complaining, and they had to sit there and go, oh, my gosh, do something. Do something on the air. I go, what if I just promote a city? Yeah, do that. And they said, drag it out for, like, the whole show. And it's like, people are not going to listen the entire show. For me to drag out little by little, it's like, let's just do it within about 10 minutes, and then they, they can get it. So that's how it started back in 2007 with the city of the day. And a number of those cities have done – there have been over 3,000 different cities of the day, by the way. Wow. How about that? Yeah. yeah. That's something. Yeah. Now, Flash <laughs> – your real name is Gordon, so where did the Flash name come from? Was it the comic book oh. Flash who now has his own TV show? Yeah, it's where you had every one of the people that would go, hey, Flash, you know, you you get that, or hey, Flash, they would all, everybody had some different name that all went around Gordon at that point. And then mm-hmm. um, it was like, you know what, with uh, Phelps, it's like might as well uh, work that in. And then uh, with my first internship, they started calling me Captain Flash, Phelps, and then I just dropped the word Captain, and then went to Flash Phelps, and then I said, man, I need to, like, Flash Phelps, the morning zoo, and then I thought about Funny Farm, double F, could be switched to double PHs, so the Flash Phelps Funny Farm came about by 1986, in my second year, and it's been that ever since, and then 
I came up with uh, one of the bosses. He goes, you and your fan clan. I go, I'm using it. So uh, there was a guy named John that uh, called my listeners the fan clan. I was like, that's going to be it. So the Flashball Funny Farm fan clan got started at that point. That was fantastic. If you'll pardon the flat. P.H. Fantastic. We're talking tonight with Sirius XM's 60s gold DJ Flashbelts. Flash, you and I both love baseball, but you have a family connection with your dad, so please share with our listeners. Yeah, uh, my dad, uh, you can always check him out. He's uh, Wilbur Phelps from uh, baseball. He ended up playing under the Philadelphia Athletics between 1950 and 51, and their farm team down in Florida, West Palm Beach Indians and then Savannah Indians, and that's where he ended up meeting my mom as well. So uh, they would play Tampa. And when they went over and played Tampa, my mom answered phones in the hotel in Tampa, and they met. And next thing you know, they married on the baseball diamond in 1950. And so that was uh, how they got together. My dad, being originally from Baltimore, and then had hurt his arm. He had already been in World War II and had a purple heart because he was hit with shrapnel. But uh, he's just such a baseball lover. And uh, it took him uh, 16 more years after they got married to finally have me. So that's how I should have probably been born in 1951, 52, but I ended up being born in 66. So um, really, that's where the uh, love of the uh, entire 60s is from. Uh Okay, I want to tell our listeners that you're listening to Travel Itch Radio with Dan Schlossberg and Mary Ellen Nugent Lee. And tonight we're talking with Flash Phelps, 60s, well, used to be 60s on 6, now it's 60s gold, but still a great station. And Flash makes it a great station. Flash, I. I bet you're the only DJ in the country who not only can recite the alphabet backwards, but can do it in rapid-fire fashion. Can you do it for us now? <laughs> yeah. All right, here you go. Out backwards alphabet. It goes like this. And by the way, my dad was the one who taught this to me. It goes, Z-Y-W-V-T-S-R-Q-P-O-N-O-L-K-J-A-C-F-E-C-B-A. Wait, Z-Y-W-V-T-S-R-Q-P-O-N-O-L-K-J-A-C-F-E-C-B-A. There you go. That was it. I did it twice for you. That second cut was a little faster. There you go. So uh, that, that was incredible. Uh, that was all the thing my dad could do. So then I was in school and I kept on reading the blackboard backwards. Z y x w v u t s r q p o n m l k j i h g f e d c b a. And when you're in Washington D.C., they have all the lettered streets. So when you drive the streets backwards, you know it's like, oh, what street are we on? Z y x w v u t s r q p o n m l k j i h g f e d c b a. So that's how you can drive through D.C. Okay, I've grown to D.C. It's not easy. No. Anyway, since DJs often move from one market to another and sometimes back again, like Cousin Brucie with WABC, how do you account for your amazing longevity with Sirius XM? You're going to celebrate your 23rd anniversary in August. Yeah, yeah, I started. That was the day they got me in here in 2000. Always easy to know how many years I've been here because it's the year of 2023. So, uh, yeah, it was really weird because everybody thought I was going to be the first one fired, and I was the the last full-timer standing from the XM side. And the other guy I work with, Pat St. John, he is the longest standing from the serious side. So when we merge, the two of us are the longest together. He's been, he started in 97, I think was his first year with, uh, before Sirius was even on the air. But he signed knowing he was going to do it. And then I came in in 2000, and we got it on the air in 2001, and Sirius in 2002. So uh, both of us together are like 45 years or more of uh, being on Sally Radio. <laughs> and yeah. we are talking tonight with 60s gold DJ, Flash Phelps. 
Wes, you get a lot of call-ins. How many of those are regulars? Um, a lot of them in the very beginning were. And uh, but now with the, you get to see all the area codes that are coming in, and so the the ones are, that you really really want are the ones that you know are going to give you the comedy as well, which are hilarious. And people will look forward to Trent. Now the fun thing with Trent, Trent Blind out of Florida, just uh, you know how he just loved the radio. So he was very mm-hmm. young, and he and they, they started telling us about 2005. It's like, what year were you born, Trent? 1998. It's like 1998. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Now he's 25. So uh, he'll be 25 this year. It's it's really strange. He still calls in, but now he's got a deeper voice. But when he was a kid, everybody wanted to hear him. Uh, Betty, she heard me singing on the air one day, and she's like, the singing DJ. And so she would call in all the time. And she was just funny because she would complain about some of the funniest things. So uh, I had a lot of those original regulars that I tried to get on all the time. So, that yeah, that was a fun time, having <laughs> them all on. <laughs> yeah. Now, as music director of 60s Gold, do you have any favorite songs? And if so, how often do you play them? And what about favorite <laughs> artists? Uh, fair, oh, my favorite artists, obviously I like the Beatles, because In My Life became one of my favorite songs because mm. the uh, Sons and Daughters of Bermuda, had done that song back in 1993, and David Ogden Stiers did this video all about going to Bermuda. So I wanted to go to Bermuda after I heard them sing In My Life, and they showed all these pictures. So the Beatles song, In My Life, is one of my favorites, God Only Knows, which the cool Mm. thing about God Only Knows by the Beach Boys, did you know they finished recording that song the night I was born? So that we found that out. Mike Love and I have uh, talked, and uh, Mike, they're like, my gosh, the day that that song was done being recorded in the studio was the night after the morning I was born. And another cool thing happened that same exact night. Uh, My friend Don Danneman, lead singer of The Circle, his song Red Rubber Ball, he performed Uh it for the first time on Hullabaloo, on the night that I was born, and then Don and I became really good friends, and he does all the jingles for the show. So if you listen to the show and you hear all the flash jingles and the City of the Day jingle, it is all done by Don Danneman, the lead singer of The Circle. And The Circle came up with some incredible jingles. They were the ones who gave us ones like, plop, plop, fizz, fizz, oh, what are we doing? <laughs> and, oh, my gosh, we're American Airlines doing what we do best. So that's what they did. They went into writing jingles after that, and that's how they made all their money after that. How about that? Yeah. I enjoyed visiting your Washington studio with Maggie Litton, former host of the Maggie Litton Show on Sirius XM. Have you had other celebrities visit your Washington studio? Oh, my gosh, yeah. And the fun part is sometimes they come in and, you wouldn't know exactly who they were. Uh, Eric Burden, who's having a birthday, he came in and uh, was able to hang out. I'll tell you some of the ones that you sometimes may not know, like uh, Gary Lewizo, the group Sticks was there, and I had met uh, James Young before. So I went over to meet James, and they said, oh, they go, you do the 60s, you need to meet Gary Lewizo. I go, who's Gary? He goes, the lead <laughs> singer on Bend Me, Shape Me by American Breed. I was <gasps> like, oh, so... Gary's not with us anymore, but he was a great one. I get calls randomly from little Peggy March. Uh, she never forgets my birthday. Always wants to call. She comes oh. from Germany just last uh, month. Um, Gary Puckett will call randomly. So he'll just call. He called to say, hey, I heard that you're not on or something. And I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, I don't know. Somebody <laughs> told me that. I was concerned. So I called. 
And it was like, that is so nice. So you get some of these artists that just ring your phone. Uh, Mike Love of the Beach Boys, another great one. And, uh, I, you know, I was shocked about the one day I, uh, they said, Mike Love wants you to call. So I called and I go, uh, Mike Love is flash. He goes, really? Oh, my gosh, I can't believe you called me. I was so shocked when he said that to me. I was like, what? <laughs> I was That's like, right. I, I, mean, I look up to these guys of what they've done, but they seem to be shocked or really be listeners and say, oh, wow, it's so cool. So uh, I've heard from some really cool people. Stephen King is a listener. He really likes the 60s. So uh, when you hear from some of those names, it's just uh, really, uh, it humbles you going, oh, my gosh, I can't believe some of these people listen. Hmm. Well, Flash, for 13 years, I lived downstairs from Beverly Lee, the lead singer of the Shirelles in Passaic, New Jersey. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> great woman. Yeah, great, no, really nice woman. I used to hear her practice her scales every morning. Oh, man, that had to be great. What a, see, they're the kind of memories that we love in this business. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. And by the way, I was trying to get Beverly to agree to do the national anthem before a Yankee game, and she wouldn't do it. <laughs> she thought the crowd was too great, big. Though. Yeah, yeah, it would have been great. So tell us about your push-pin map that used to hang in your office. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I got that, and Country Dan Dixon got it put on a mat for us. So we used to have all the pins in there, and I would ask everybody, well, where are you? And I would go over and put a pin in the map, and I would put it. If somebody were traveling, I'd put a light color in the whites or the yellows. But if it was a dark color pin, it meant where they lived. But we had so many people that always listened on the road and they were traveling. I tried to pinpoint that. So the next thing you know, there wasn't any room to put pins in anymore. You could barely tell which states were up there. That's <laughs> how big it got. So it was, it was a lot of fun to see that. We've got about five minutes to go. I've got to ask you about Beagle. Did you still take, do you still take Beagle's ashes with you wherever you go? Um, I did that just for Hawaii and Alaska because my Beagle Clyde that I got in 1995 and I lost him in 2010. After that, the only states he had not been in were Hawaii and Alaska because I had taken him to all the other ones and he had been in five provinces and we lived in the U.S. Virgin Islands. He had been to Puerto Rico. So I made sure I took his ashes first to Hawaii and I put him at Diamond Head. He's there. He's on the Kona Coast and he's at Haleakala on Maui. And then I took his ashes to Alaska to complete his journey and I took him up to Fairbanks and there's a very cool ice bridge, which at that point it was September. So it was all water, and I put his ashes inside what freezes over to become an ice bridge. And the sign beside it, was behind it, says "Love Alaska." It's right near the airport in Fairbanks, so that's where he oh. resides as well. Yeah. So, and if you ever want to see a video of him, just look up Flash Phelps Clyde, and you'll see a video. <laughs> I've done a tribute to him. Oh, good. Now, how do you balance your work schedule and your travel schedule? Would you say you're on the road every weekend? And how many miles a week are you on the road? Uh, Last week I ended up doing 5,320 miles, and I came back with 47.0 miles of the gallon and that flashmobile because having a four-cylinder and uh, it gets great gas miles. It's not a hybrid. Everybody thinks, oh, it's got to be a hybrid. No, it's just a regular gas power car 2018. It's, it's my palindrome. So as I drive that everywhere, and I drove it all the way out to New Mexico, and I can do the show from the road. I don't have to be at any one location anymore. I just bring all my equipment with me in the trunk of the car in case I'm anywhere. So I'll broadcast from wherever it may be. Great. Flash, I teach a community college course called Baseball Ironies and Oddities, 
isn't that exactly what you're looking for in your travels too? <laughs> yeah, I go by a lot of the uh, baseball stadiums. I've been to over 300 of the minor league parks as well. I actually enjoy the minor leagues even more than the majors. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was just out at the Orioles game because Joe Castiglione of the Red Sox is a huge fan. He said, you got to come to a game. So I went up and I saw Brett Hollander, the voice of the Orioles, and he ended up going on the air. I didn't know this until later. He spent three and a half minutes talking about my show on 60s Gold during the Orioles game while calling the game in between talking about me. (laughs) I I can't believe it. (laughs) Has weather ever interfered with your travels? It, uh, it sometimes can, but I make sure it doesn't. So what I do is I travel by weather. It's always by the high-pressure system. So I'll take the week off. I look for the high pressure, and we know it usually moves from the west to the east. So I punch through all the bad weather, get to the high pressure, and follow it to the east to get back home. So I travel by weather. I don't travel by pre-planning anywhere where I'm going to go. And so last week there was some nasty weather as I was trying to get out to New Mexico. So I had to punch through that. But actually I said, this looks pretty bad. I'm going to go south. I went about 60 miles out of my way to avoid what could have been a a tornado. So I made sure I just did extra miles. Okay. And not all DJs have the American flag flown over the Capitol in their honor, but you did very concisely. Please tell us. Uh, Dirk Kempthorne, the governor of Idaho, became the Department of the Interior years ago, and he said my show inspires so many people, so he wanted to fly a flag over the Capitol, and he did it on my 14th anniversary working here, and I have that flag right today, and it's in a case that was made as a Lincoln witness uh, case, which is the wood that of a tree that Lincoln walked by in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. So Gettysburg made that for my specific flag, and it's still right here with me. Our guest tonight has been celebrity DJ Flash Phelps, morning man of 60s gold on Sirius XM Satellite Radio. We've kept him up a little past his bedtime, I think, so we'll close by saying thank you for being our guest, Flash. Thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's been great having you. And that's it for this edition of Travel Itch. Next week, same time, same station, we'll travel to Missouri to learn about Lake of the Ozarks and its upcoming summer season. Now, this is Dan Schlossberg, along with Mary Ellen Nugent Lee, saying thank you for your time this time. Until next time, good night and stay safe. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.